Hey guys, it's Graham. What's cracking? I shut off an audiobook that I expected to enjoy earlier this morning, but lo, he did not enjoy it. It was unenjoyable. The expectation came from the fact that it was by an author that I've enjoyed in the past, and it was an historical book about a figure who I very much uh, enjoy reading about. That's all that I will say because I don't want to recommend this book. I don't want anybody to seek it out. I desire greatly its commercial failure. It will probably not fail because this author is successful and generally good. The problem came from the fact that this book conceptually and on its face is an op-ed. Um, this is not a book where you know the author studies historical facts and then puts them down for you know the reader to read and form their own conclusion about the author is very much you know retracing the footsteps of an historical figure and saying oh this this bad this very bad this this person did this thing and you may not like them for this thing but don't worry you'll you'll find other reasons not to like them later and i'm thinking you're generally a good writer but this is not good writing. This is not a good approach to history, and it's, a, it's an aggressive departure from your style before, the thing that has made you successful. You've gone from saying, here are the facts, study them for yourselves, to now saying, here's how you need to feel about this thing or this person. That makes for bad historical writing. If you do this, you suck. Now you know. But you guys do not do this. You do not suck because you listen to the Radcracker podcast. But Graham, isn't it somewhat self-indulgent to say that? Boy, <laughs> isn't that what NPR does? You are very smart. You listen to NPR. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing they're doing, and I'm not even taking public money to do it. That makes me better than them, morally. But I digress. Uh, I started instead listening to... Um, it's not technically the autobiography of Geronimo, the Apache whose name was Goyothle. Uh, I can't remember exactly where the name Geronimo came from, but it wasn't his, uh, you know, at least not by birth or from his people. Uh, but it was, it was his account narrated to the writer S.M. Barrett. This is a book that I've had kind of on the backlist for me to listen to for many years, and I finally was able to grab a copy of it on the sly uh, on my Audible account. So uh, I'm going to be listening to that one. I want to know more about him. I've been fascinated by him as a figure ever since I read Mike Resnick's Weird West Tales. Um, the Apache Goyothle features heavily, um, not, as, not as exclusively a side character. He, he doesn't play uh, an extremely present role, but he does play an important one in the goings-on of that series, especially with regards to his relationship with uh, Doc Holliday, at, at least in this alternate history timeline. Uh, I've also recently discovered that the Gary Paulson pseudo-novelization of, of history uh, about Bass Reeves is included with my Audible membership. Um, I don't appear to be able to download it, but I can stream it even though I don't own it. I don't know, it's, it's this weird like in-between place. It's Schrodinger's audiobook. Uh, but I'm going to listen to that one because I love Gary Paulson, and uh, I only recently became aware of who Bass Reeves was. Basically, you know, this late 1800s gunslinger, lawman, bounty hunter. Um, that makes him seem a little bit more mercenary than I am given to understand him to be. 
Um, you know, he had legal sanction to do what he did, and I think he was working, you know, for the government. He was still compensated based on who he brought in and whatnot. But um, he was an anomaly compared to you know the average lawman bounty hunter of his time because he was a black dude who uh, you know I think grew up under slavery, survived through the Civil War, and then you know turned around and went to work for the Fed you know, after the fact. And this is a guy who got shot at, but I guess never got actually shot. Um, you know, never lost a gunfight. It seems like a pretty interesting figure. And, uh, you know, the fact that Paulson wrote a book about him is no small thing. So, uh, I'll be listening to that one. I think this week I'll catch up on a bunch of shorter books that I have in my library. Uh, for example, let's just take a look right now. Um, out of the Silent Planet by C.S. Lewis. That is a like a sci-fi series written by the Narnia guy, so I'm, I'm keen to check that one out. Uh, the Wisdom of the Shire. That's probably going to be you know in the same vein as uh, I've already forgotten that, <laughs> and it made the best of my year list for last year. The book by Mark Eddy about you know the Lord of the Rings and uh, the philosophizing that came out of it. Um, you know, but it's it's a an extrapolation of things that we learn by reading about the life of the hobbits in Tolkien's Shire. Um, Chasing Hellicity. Uh, this was a, a book for young readers that I wanted to check out to see if I could recommend it to my kids. Um, and then there's also a narration of Alice in Wonderland, which I realized I don't think I've ever read like all the way through beginning to end. I'm familiar with it, and I've seen numerous adaptations of it. This one's narrated 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 by Scarlett Johansson. Uh, a fellow 1984 child, so I'll check that one out. And then I'll probably at some point reread, I'm going to mark this one as unfinished, yeah, it's only three and a half hours, reread a book called Dead Acre by Rhett Bruno and Jamie Castle. I read this one last January. Uh, it was included with the Audible Library. And it was really cool. It was like a, a Western version of a Harry Dresden story, kind of a... Of a um, urban fantasy type thing, but set in a, in a Western time period and, and setting. Basically, the guy is, a, he was a bad man, a bad gangster dude who died doing a good thing, so the angels kind of granted him this in-between undead status, and it's like, okay, we'll, we'll allow you to keep roaming the earth as long as you go keep killing bad guys. Uh, this was a novella, Dead Acre was, um, and I just found out it's kind of a precursor to a full novel that's coming out later this year. So. Uh, I kind of lost steam with the Dresden stories uh, two years ago when he came back from like a five-year hiatus from that series and, and released two novels in the same year. I, I feel like he spent too much time out of the saddle and basically forgot how to ride the horse. That was an expression I'd used uh, to explain my feelings on it to a friend. Uh, as much as I really enjoyed the first 10, 12 novels in that series, um, it's just taken a weird direction over the last couple of years, and my interest in it has waned severely. But if there's another series that pops up that'll have regular installments that can kind of follow that model and keep entertaining me and intriguing me, then I'm all for it, and hopefully this one scratches that itch. Um, don't know how many of these I'll get to this week. I am working a short week just because uh, I've, I've got... A day off coming up on the end but um, we'll leave it at that uh, I am going to put up a new I just had a video that I'd, I'd loaded a couple of weeks ago that went live today it was my review of Transformers Evolutions Hearts of Steel it's a graphic novel that 
tackles the question of like what would happen if the Transformers woke up in like 1884 instead of um, 1984. So check that one out, youtube.com slash C slash Graham Bradley. Uh, and then I'm going to upload a new video. I'll probably go home and film it right after this. It's, geez, dude. Oh, well, you're in a 57 Bel Air. I'll allow it. Um, I've gotten through the first like 60 or 70 pages of Quixote, and I've decided that I'm probably not going to try to like pound out 75 pages a month of this thing. I'm just going to read as much of it as I can. The book is divided up into smaller books, and I finished the first book inside that book if that makes sense. Uh, you know, however, Cervantes decided he wanted to do it 400 years ago. Uh, I finished the first one, and so I'll recap that. Uh, it's It's been really interesting and entertaining, and I can see why it was popular back then, and why it's kind of uh, retained this legacy status that has propelled it into the 21st century. Uh, there are definitely long, dry spells, but you gotta remember the audience that it was written for. They were, <laughs> they were hard up for entertainment, so. You know, it wasn't like there were books coming out freaking all the time that everybody could read that were widely accessible. So if one got popular, everybody wanted to read it. Anyway, that's it for now. Stay rad, drive safe. See you out there.